What's poppin' internet? Welcome to another episode of the Synced Up Podcast, a show where we talk about news, games, and sandwich a little fun in between. I'm one of your hosts, Timothy DeRoe, and joining me this week is your boy, Michael Clear. How you doing this week, Mike? What's going I'm on? Doing, um, what are we staring at? So, hold on. Okay. I need a, I need a full stop. Okay. okay. Uh, I was worried that the camera was the one that was picking up the audio, because Jordan said something, and I thought that was what was picking up audio no, for a second. I was, I was just a little... Yeah, we just hit a bunch of taps. We're good to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. I guess we're Gucci. All right, we're good Sorry, to go. I'm good stressing. To go. All right, Mike's stressing. But today we're going to talk about delays in the Annapurna Showcase. But before we get into that, if you oh, enjoy oh, our oh, show, what? You should all, I think it's important to lead that. We have a member of the team who's played Halo Infinite at this point. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a big story. Because mm-hmm. then we could we'll put, we played Halo Infinite in the title. Yeah, we. <laughs> yeah, I guess we could. Thanks, Chance. If you enjoy our show, you should consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash synced up. Where for one dollar you get access to our lovely Discord, where we mm-hmm. talk about a lot of things, news, happenings. We the, play games, uh, Pokemon Unite. I've been talking to myself about Pokemon Unite lately. Yeah. I feel like everyone's left. Where'd y'all go? I've just been getting my login, my daily logins. I've stuff. been getting my dailies. I yeah, I'll talk about it later. Exactly, exactly. Um, or for five bucks you can get access to both uh, to post shows of both of our shows. Sure, sure. Jeez, access to post shows of both of our shows and many more goodies, all from mm-hmm. YouTube.com/slash Synced Up Podcast and podcasting services around. The Globe. New episodes of this show specifically go up in all of those feeds. Mondays, 7 a.m. Central, Central Time Zone, Zone gang. gang. You can also write into this show to synced at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns. Uh, big no. bird, big bird. Sorry. It was a. Uh, you soup. used it early. That's some chunky soup. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, with any questions, comments, concerns, we may read them on the show or the reader mail submissions tab of the Discord. Also, you should follow us on Twitter at synced mm-hmm. to keep up to date with all of our content from across the board. The board. So now let's hope that. Um. Let's hope that this thing doesn't shit the bed. Because if you remember, yeah. If you remember, we got some popping last week. We uh-huh. got to acknowledge that now. Go ahead and close some of that stuff, Jordan. Like the settings and the NZXT. Close some of that stuff. Close some of that stuff. So, um, I don't know what happened. Should we have a mid, mid-show mid just brief pause? Maybe just to you check. Think we can just combine them real easily? Yeah, we could do something like that. I don't know. But I don't know what happened because, you know, we got the new CPU. Yeah, first time we've like seen that. an incident in a minute. Um. What we did change a bunch of it settings. Was, it, yeah, we had to like change a bunch of settings and refresh a bunch of stuff. So it could have just been that. I had to like add some bit rate to some things because um, we had a bunch of technical problems that caused all the USB ports to be completely fucked or whatever. Yeah, and we tough. had to fix all that. So it was right after that had happened. So, but I I went through and I reset all the settings to where they're supposed to be. So hopefully that doesn't happen again. So like I increased like the bit rates and I increased all that type of stuff and mm-hmm. all that jazz. So hopefully we are good to go. So. You know who's not good to go. PlayStation uh, and Horizon Forbidden West. It was delayed to 2022. This is from Jason Schreier at Bloomberg. Sony Corporation has delayed the upcoming PlayStation game Horizon Forbidden West to the first quarter of 2022, according to a person familiar with the matter. Previously, it had been scheduled for release this holiday season. The setback is the latest in a year that has been full of delays across the industry, including one of Sony's other big PlayStation exclusives, the untitled sequel to 2018's God of War. COVID-19 has caused production challenges, forcing developers to work from home for months, but the pandemic has also provided a cover for developers to bump games that were facing obstacles regardless. In June, PlayStation Studio head Herman Hulse said the game's holiday release date was tentative. Quote, For Horizon, we think we're on track to release this holiday season, he said on the PlayStation blog, but that isn't quite certain yet, and we're working as hard as we can to confirm that to you as soon as we can. Sony didn't immediately respond to requests for comment. News of a possible Horizon delay was first mentioned by video games reporter Jeff Grubb on the podcast Giant Bomb. So this isn't too shocking. Um, no, frankly. I don't think it is. And um, it makes sense. Do you think um, Breath of the Wild gets delayed? Uh, and then we see them release again like they did uh, 
side by side nah years ago you don't think so nah you think nintendo's gonna stick with it yeah birth of wild hit okay what's up i got a question baja blast yeah yeah of course um so uh yeah not too not too unexpected especially with all their weird kerfuffle there like we were talking about with the Harmon holes thing back at the Mm. earlier this year those things everyone's seen this coming they just uh they just took a while to come out and say it um it's because they it's because they took time to go put um they collaborated with Genshin, yeah. and I think that really Wait, set us back a couple months. I take it all back. I think, I think, I think Breath of the Wild might release the same time as Horizon again. What's that? I don't know. I just think that it might, because now that I'm thinking about it, because I was, I was just misremembering the numbers. You know, with with Breath of the Wild slated for a 2022 release, and then Horizon getting pushed in 2022. You imagine Horizon is in the spring, and then I could see Breath of the Wild two in the spring. Mm-hmm. Like both in the March area again. I think it'd be. I think it makes sense. Uh, I think, I it think it'll happen. happen. I don't know. One of the delay though. Kena Bridge of Spirits was delayed to twenty or to September twenty one first. Jesus. Your numbers. September twenty first, which is my birthday, by the way. Um, so it got delayed oh. one month. Just one month. It's supposed to come out in August. Dibs. Now it's coming. What for? For my birthday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. <laughs> wow. Secured. All right. And so there's just a couple of days, delays from PlayStation there for you. Just more more stuff happening. I imagine we see a couple of more delays coming from big titles throughout the year uh, with Activision and all that stuff going on with them. I imagine we we might see some delays from them. Who knows? Uh, with the walkouts and all that. Mm-hmm. But I, I guarantee you this isn't the end of the delays that we see for this year. No. But let's talk about some, some announcements instead of some delays. Annapurna showed off lots of cool games at its first showcase. This is from Andrew Webster at The Verge. Thanks to games like Florence, Goragoa, and What Remains of Edith Finch, Annapurna Interactive has steadily become one of the most exciting indie game publishers around. True. And at its first showcase event, the publisher showed that there's plenty more in the works. In less than 30 minutes, Annapurna revealed some exciting new partnerships and showed off upcoming games that involve everything from being a cat to hunting demons in heaven. Here's everything that was shown off. Stray turns you into a cyberpunk cat. Arguably, arguably the highlight of the event was the debut gameplay trailer for Stray, a game set in some kind of forgotten cyberpunk city in which you play as a lost cat. It looks like a great action-adventure game, albeit one where you can nuzzle robots and scratch up a couch. It's slated to launch on PlayStation and Steam in early 2022. The Artful Escape gets a release date and star-studded cast. Gorgeous musical adventure The Artful Escape sends players on a psychedelic, multidimensional journey that involves lots of killer guitar riffs. It also has a killer cast. The game will feature voice work from the likes of Michael Johnston, Carolyn Kinley, Lena Headley, Jason Schwartzman, Mark Strong, and Carl Weathers. It launches September 9th on Xbox and PC. I'm excited for that one. Storyteller lets you build your own narrative. One of the brand new announcements was Storyteller, which is a bit of a puzzle game where the goal is to create a story. You're given a theme, characters, locations, and other narrative elements, which you can then mix and match using what looks like a very intuitive drag-and-drop system. It's listed as coming soon to both the Switch and Steam. The Outer Wilds is getting an expansion. The mysterious sci-fi adventure The Outer Wilds is about to get even bigger. An expansion called Echoes of the Eye is due to launch on September 28th. The trailer is delightfully cryptic, so it looks like fans will have to wait to see what it really entails. So I got to watch a little bit of this uh, trailer. I didn't watch the entire event, so I haven't seen much of this. I'm going to go back and watch the Stray trailer and some of these other things. But I did get to watch The Outer Wilds trailer. Mm -hmm. Um, Gets me a little bit excited. Uh, It's worth noting that it is set in the original game. Um, anyone who's played the original game knows that the original game is set in a 22-minute time loop over yeah. and over and over again. This DLC is nustled in so that 22-minute time loop. It's just added loop. content yes. to that time loop. Okay. Um, it ended with the classic phrase, there's more to explore here, which is a phrase you see a lot in Outer Wilds if you mm-hmm. have not discovered everything in a very specific area. So I'm excited to try this out. I, uh, I don't know if it's free or if it, if it, if it is paid. Um, it doesn't matter how much it is. I'm going to cop it. Outer Wilds is one of my favorite games of all time. 
Um, we got a closer look at Neon White. Neon White looks to be quite the departure for Donut Counter creator Ben Esposito. It's described as a speedrunning first-person shooter about exterminating demons in heaven, and the new gameplay trailer gives a better idea of what that really means. It's expected to launch later this year on Switch and PC. That's Is this the one with the cards? Yes, okay. that's the one with the cards. Solar Ash got a date for October. The team behind Hyperlight Drifter is returning with another gorgeous action game, and now we know when it's coming out. Solar Ash will be out on October 26th on PC and PlayStation. A Memoir Blue explores memory. Another new announcement, A Memoir Blue is described as a poignant story of, of a mother and daughter experienced through memories cherished and memories suppressed. It currently doesn't have a release date, but it's coming to a huge range of platforms. Now that sounds like a game that I want to play. Mm -hmm. A gameplay trailer for Skin Deep. Blendo's next release looks to make the world of immersive sims just a little bit weirder. The sci-fi game is about sneaking, subverting, and sabotaging all while not wearing shoes, according to the developer. You can get a sense of what that means in the gameplay trailer. A number of new partnerships. In addition to new games, Annapurna also announced publishing deals with a quartet of exciting developers. That includes Jessica Mack, best known for the musical games Sound Shapes and Everyday Shooter, as well as horror studio No Code and Falcon Age developer Outer Loop Games. The publisher is also working with a new team called Ivy Road, led by Stanley Parable creator Davey Redden and Carl Zimanja, formerly of Gone Home, um, developer Fulbright. Then there's some old games coming to new platforms. Some of the publisher's more popular games are also hitting new platforms in the near future. Both Telling Lies and Gorgoa are coming to Xbox Game Pass. Killer. I will finally play uh, Telling Lies and Gorgoa. The Pathless is coming to Steam on November 16th. I Am Dead is coming to Xbox and PlayStation on August 9th. And Edith Finch will jump to mobile with an iOS port on August 16th. One of my favorite games of all time there. Seems like a very finished. good presentation. Yeah, everyone said that this presentation was killer. 30 minutes, very concise, and mm -hmm. gave uh, pretty much everything that you wanted from a Annapurna showcase. Yeah, and I think Annapurna, d definitely known for quality. A banger studio, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, quality indies. So it just makes sense. You just... 10 really good games or so and some cool announcements and it's really good. Are you okay? I do. Wrong pipe. I'm mm, in the water. Not, you need a moment? Not drink. No, not yet. Man, oh God. So, um, dude, yeah. Can't wait to... <laughs> don't choke what again. Vamp. What a vamp. Oh my gosh. Okay. Can't wait to play these games. Um, I really can't wait for Stray. Um, I can't Stray wait for Stray looks cool. I, uh, I'm really interested in that shooter because, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a very like you thing when a game has really quick movement and stuff and yeah. if i'm remembering the trailer real quick it's like fast real quick with really gotta use building. um your brain and work fast mm -hmm. it, it definitely seemed that way let's talk about some other stuff coming in the future but this one is a bit more vague call of duty the last of us and playstation veterans form a new independent triple a studio named that's no moon the team will focus on making story driven single player games this is by austin gosling at polygon a team of veteran game developers who previously worked at a variety of companies, including Infinity Ward and Naughty Dog, announced the creation of That's No Moon, a new independent development studio on Wednesday. The studio will be focused on making single-player games, starting out with something in the action-adventure genre, which shouldn't come as a surprise, considering that the studio's team includes developers from franchises like Uncharted and The Last of Us. That's No Moon is also partnering with, partnering with Smilegate, the studio behind the multiplayer Crossfire franchise, which provided $100 million for its startup and first project. According to That's No Moon CEO Michael Moonbauer, former senior director of visual arts for Sony, the studio is well aware that the trend in gaming right now is multiplayer, but he thinks there's still plenty of room for great single-player experiences. Quote, A lot of emphasis of late has been on massive multiplayer games as a service, Moonbauer said in a video interview with Polygon. And for us, that's not the direction that we want our careers and our desires as storytellers to go. We're big proponents of the genre of single-player narrative-driven experiences. It's something we feel very passionate about. And frankly, it seems like there's still a lot of help, healthy appetite for these experiences. The sales figures don't seem to be going down on this genre, so it was just a great time for us. Oh, this is exciting. Uh, I mean, it's always cool to see more... Um, single-player games? Yeah, focused on single-player stuff. Especially, like, thinking... While you were reading this, I was thinking about how 
we had someone come over earlier this week to, to fix a PlayStation. And you help yep. fix the PlayStation. And we're talking to the kid who's the PlayStation belongs to. Mm-hmm. And what games he plays, not a single single-player game. No, he's like Fortnite. Warzone. Yeah, all the multiplayer games. And so I guess that's just what this generation expects. So I guess that's why there's been such a increase in that Shift market. That. Um, but it is cool to see that the market's not dying over mm-hmm. here on single-player either. It's just you being out. Yeah. It's just in the shadow, I guess. Yeah. So it's on the sidelines. Michael Claire. Timothy Draw. This next section of the podcast following the news called This Week in Gaming mm-hmm. is the right section after. of the podcast where we talk about the historical releases. And you guessed it, This Week in Gaming. This week starting. August 2nd. Mm-hmm. Limbo dropped in 2011. 10 years since Limbo, bro. I never played it. What? That's a good ass indie game. I watched it. What? I've watched I've watched people play it. You ever play Limbo? That was, that was in an age. That was the Let's Play era. Mm-hmm. And. I th- I think that's correct. The Asia Markiplier. Yeah, the, uh, you had your achievement hunters, you had all all the let's play people, and I definitely watched Limbo. Yeah, Abzu come out in 2016. That's a good mm-hmm. swimming game. Batman the Telltale series ooh, also came out in 2016. Which Didn't play that one. Either. I played it. It's easy platinum. You get a platinum just for beating it. Yeah, I like games so like fun. that. Um, was that one good? Yeah, it was very good. Okay. August 3rd, nothing came out of note. No, I also played through the Batman the Telltale series by the way. August 4th, Pikmin 3 came out in 2013. I beat the deluxe version, which didn't get a sequel, and then the deluxe version came out mm-hmm. seven years later. It's pretty good. That's crazy. I enjoyed it. Rare Replay came out in 2015. Mm-hmm. That Classic. Adds up. It's been sure. a year since Fall Guys in 2020. That was, uh, dude. I know people. I you hate to see dead game comments, mm-hmm. but I'm getting, a, I'm getting a phone call in the middle of the podcast. Well, go ahead and answer I'm it. Gonna answer it. Put Adri- Adriana Sanders, you're live on the Synced Up podcast. Mm-hmm. How may I help you? Hi. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that they're out of the Baja Mountain Dew. Okay. Flavor. This is important. So what are the backup? Um, I need you to go to Taco Bell. And get go to Taco Bell? Nah. That's not. That's a lot of work. <laughs> I'll, um, any backups? Any backup plans? Just a regular Dew. Just a regular Mountain Dew for Mike? A purple Gatorade and a Glacier Freeze. A purple Gatorade and a Glacier Freeze Gatorade what for Jordan. What a mix-up. Perp, okay. Perp. Those are the wrong choices, but okay. 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 Whoa, Glacier Freeze. Right. Well, we could yeah. talk. We right. save that for the post show. Bye, I love you. Bye. Bye, love you. Teaser. Post show is going to be ranking Gatorade flavors. Okay. Uh, uh, August 6th, Braid came out in 2008. What an iconic puzzle game. Nothing in August 5th, by the way. Nothing in August 5th. August 7th, Dead Cells. It's been three years since Dead Cells. That game was easy. Yeah, Noah said it was super hard. Yeah, it blew my mind. Because Noah, like that, Noah yeah, I beat it in like two or three hours too. And then Noah, who plays like Isaac, my mm-hmm. name Isaac, has probably hundreds of hours in that. Couldn't and beat it. he, he plays beat a lot of roguelites yeah. and stuff. He's like, that game's so hard. Couldn't beat it. No, bro. August 8th, 15 years since Dead Rising. Damn. The original. What a, what what a, a weird-ass game. Yeah. Eight years since Spelunky. Okay. That I feel like Spelunky's been out longer than Five that. Nights at Freddy's came out seven years ago. And since has probably had a release every year. Probably more than just every yeah, year. You're probably right. Probably multiple That's, a year. And then dude. it's it's been four years since Hellblade 1. And we're going to get Hellblade 2 probably next year. How Hellblade's cool. How yeah. iconic do you think the FNAF series is to the the industry of gaming right now? Not iconic at all. So you could remove it and be perfectly fine? Yeah, not historically. Now, what about... Right now. Sure. What about YouTube? What do you mean? Could you remove all of Five Nights at Freddy's and YouTube be the same? Would MatPat even... No. Okay. MatPat would be so less on the map if it wasn't okay. for Five Nights at Freddy's. That was like... And it's not what put him on the map, but it's what mm. like 
put him at the center of. I the think map. he's in like the certain echelon of like just YouTubers that's pretty much just works for YouTube at this point. Yeah. Um, that guy would not exist without FNAF. I don't yeah. know. He exists, but still, not in the capacity. He still got some cool today. stuff, but man, FNAF videos. What a trip. I kind of want to go binge watch some. And go binge watch all the FNAF. I've he only played the first game. A bunch more. I know. I, I played a bunch of them. Sister Location was pretty good. I haven't played any since the That was the newer one. And I do want to play Which that. Which one's Sister Location? Is this still like the formulaic no. one? Or no. Or is no. that one? That was like the newest one besides the one that's about to come out. But like gameplay, why? what was that one? You're walking around like you're actually mm. doing shit. There's like one where you're in the dark and you have to like listen to things and it's like an audio maze mm. where you listen and I hate like that. a maze. It was really good. I like right, it. I bet it's cool. I played through it on for a YouTube playthrough when I was doing YouTubes and I was like doing a oh welcome to my sister location let's play. It's unlisted somewhere on the. I YouTube. need to go just slowly release your unlisted videos. I remember one time <laughs> there was one. The it was well, it was you playing. Overwatch 2 uh-huh. and you were playing as Junkrat yep. and talking politics. Yep. <laughs> as like a what, 16, 15 year old? Yeah, I was talking I was like a 15 year old kid talking about Hillary Clinton <laughs> while playing Overwatch. Junkrat. I want to find that. 6 years ago, man, I was a completely different person. Life's a lot different. <laughs> now it's time for Game Pass Game, Game Pass. Game Pass. You're flubbing today, dude. I'm flubbing. Now it's time for Game Pass Club. A section of the podcast where we pick a game from Game Pass. Hey, if you we didn't play know, through we it, didn't, we didn't play the Ascent, by the way. Yo, we'll yeah, we that. forgot. We put it. That'll the, be this. Anyone week. in the Discord knows, but yes, we did not play the Ascent because things got a little tight. We're going to be playing mm-hmm. the Ascent this week, but Bug Fables Chapter Seven finished it up. Been finished by me. Yep. Chance. Chance is the only one who wrote in. He's uh, the only one who finished. Spence it. is on Chapter Two. Yep. I don't know where. I don't, I don't know, know where Isaiah is at on it. Isaiah's four or five. He was talking about playing it yesterday, so I'm, I'm okay. not sure. Um, but Chance writes in, Bug Fables was a good time. I recommend everyone at least give it a shot through Game Pass. The relationships between characters and the music are what carries this game and gets it two thumbs up for me. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. I wholeheartedly agree with Chance. I think it was a really good game. I give it like an 8 out of 10 or something on my on my uh, review list. Uh, it was really fun. The characters are cool. The ending stuff is pretty cool. It's a little cheesy, but I mean, it's, it's meant to be. Um, yeah. That's the type of game it is. I will say I think the one qualm people are going to have with this game early on is that it's either too easy for them if they're playing on easy or too hard if they're playing on hard. Yeah. So I think if you're having that problem, switch to the other one. See if you like that one more because I think that's what carried me through the first five chapters. And eventually I got to a point where I just had to switch because I was doing a Coliseum fight. Yeah. It's three fights in a row and it restarts you at the beginning. And I was just like, I'm just going to switch to easy and just be this last fight. Otherwise, I think everything else about the game is pretty good. Um pretty good experience it took me like 22 hours i think i was zooming at the end yeah like just skipping all the fights i could and just trying to go to the end uh trying to cheese the boss as much as i could Mm -hmm. so but even when i got to that final boss i was still trying strats that i hadn't tried at the beginning of the game yeah so i thought that was pretty cool um it's a good game i enjoy it i'm excited to try ascent Mm -hmm. this week yep The, the next game pass game for this week is the ascent spencer's already wrote in a review for it we're gonna be getting uh, into that with Chance, uh, me, you, and Chance probably. Um, I don't know if Isaiah's gonna hop in. I think mm-hmm. Isaiah said he was gonna hop in with, with some of his buddies. I'm not. Is Spencer sure. done playing it? Um, I'm not sure. He said he said he'd hop in with us to okay. play a little bit. Hopefully, he starts over because I don't want him to just like kill everything like super easily. Nah, he's, he's like a high tier character. Um, but <clears throat> we will be jumping into the ascent this week, and that will be the Game Pass Club game for this week. Um, probably just do one week. Um, I don't, I'm not sure about story chapters the game seems they have like <clears throat> a 70 range uh, on metacritic and stuff like that so mm-hmm. nobody's too high on it i'm sure the multiplayer will make it for us and then um we'll pick a new game uh, next week next week what's coming out next week i don't know maybe we'll just do some see of thieves see of thieves <clears throat> it, it depends 
Eventually, we'll get to Psychonauts, and then we'll do that. Yep, Psycho that might be like a two-week adventure, two or three-week adventure. But now it's time to talk about the things that we just been playing. What you in been playing, general. bro? So of course, we, I've been playing Pokemon Unite along with you. Yeah, we'll Fun talk about game. that in a second. We'll talk about your other one first. But I, I finally beat Death's Door. The clock um, on the on completion was six hours fifteen minutes. Solid. Only a little bit of idle time in there, so roughly I'd say five and a half to six hours mm-hmm. range. Um, and the completion is sitting at eighty three percent. There is a lot more to do post game. Mm-hmm. As soon as you beat the game, it does this thing where, um, in Death's Door, you have like a, a hub area. I'm not going to spoil anything, by the way, but you have like a hub area with a bunch of doors that send you to shortcuts across the world. Mm-hmm. And those, once you beat the game, they'll glow pink if there's a se- there's secrets still there to get, and they'll be they won't glow at all if there's no secrets left. And so there's like a thing to do there if you want to go around and get all the rest of the secrets in the game and and really get like dive deep into the lore. The story of the game is 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 cool. It's, it's, it's abstract, kind of like the Dark Souls games, but it's a lot more in your face. So it's not like you have to read item descriptions and you don't really get – you talk to people and you're like, what the fuck are they saying? Like it's not like mm-hmm. that. Like it's straightforward, but it is an abstract, weird story. Um, it is If you are excited for Tunic and, and are looking forward to Tunic, this might be the game for you. However, after playing this game, I'm worried that this game might spoil Tunic for me because um, I've played multiple Tunic demos and the de- Death's Door just controls and plays like a dream. It's smooth. It's crisp. Um, it's 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 amazing, and the, just the way that it plays. And Tunic is a little more clunky. I think you're too in deep with Tunic to. to well, I'm still gonna play Tunic. Yeah, but like I think, I think. I, it might knock Tunic down a couple notches in the post when I see a game like this that does all the same things as Tunic. Mm-hmm. The overworld's the same. The camera's the same. The going into the buildings the same. The combat is virtually the same. Um, when, with Tunic being a little more clunky. Now, granted, this is made by two people, and Tunic is made by one people. So mm-hmm. I don't know, but. Um, the music is phenomenal. It's great. The music in this game, super good. Every single section, every area, the music is great. Just the pacing of, of it is great. The way you unlock new things and unlocking those and going back to old areas, discovering things, that is all great. The the it's like kind of like Dark Souls combat. It's like swinging and rolling, but yeah. it doesn't. It's not super difficult and, and and incredibly hard like Dark Souls. It does get difficult at times. There's a Yeti boss that I was fighting. I was getting my shit kicked in. The last boss battle was really good. Um, I enjoyed all the boss fights. They were all really fun. The enemies are fun. Like, th- just the game is just fun. And, and swinging, slashing a sword and then rolling away and doing all that stuff is just great. And then meeting new characters and going to new areas and just discovering things. I really, really enjoy this game. Um, I don't think it'll be my game of the year, but it'll definitely be one that uh, when we do our top five at the end of the year. Is this still It Takes Two right now? Yeah. Okay. When we do our top five at the end of the year, this will be in that discussion. I don't yeah. know if it'll land in the top five because there's still a lot more games to come. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a guarantee that Death Store lands in the top 10 of the year for me. It's it's very good. And for 20 bucks, with the amount that you get out of it and how enjoyable it was for me, I think it's it's very worth copying. Very worth copying. Um, and I imagine I can probably get another another two to three hours out of it if I just want to get all the secrets and stuff. So Yeah. Really cool game. Cool. Funny game, too. There's a lot of funny dialogue. Anything you want to say about Unite? I'm just enjoying it. Just yeah. Same stuff was said last week. Just going in, getting the daily logins. I'm trying to mm-hmm. trying to do the dailies and then trying to just climb my way to expert to be able to get the good rewards for the expert yeah. thing. And then I'll probably just – I'll kind of float until new characters come out. Yeah. I, I think that's a good idea because right now I'm, like, thirsting for, like, give me anything. Give me patch notes yeah. where you just change, like, one thing. Uh, give me a roadmap. Mm-hmm. Anything like that. Skins. Um, they posted the, the, the little... Guard of War came out one week after release, mm-hmm. so Blastoise should maybe come out a couple days, they released, they released a little th- a poll to have people vote on what they wanted and what they hated. And you talking about the survey? Yeah, the survey. No, it was a big survey, too. Yeah. I filled it out. It took me like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, that has me really hopeful. Yeah. Because I want that open line of communication, which is very different than the line of communication between Niantic and Pokemon yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. That... 
it blows my mind. If you don't know about that whole situation, basically, when COVID started, Pokemon Go released a bunch of um, bonuses, a lot of a lot of features that just made the game more accessible for those who were like um, in quarantine, who couldn't leave your house, or um, just things like that, like remote raiding, yep. which was like the biggest update in the world, and it was super cool that you can uh, raid with your friends. Like I've raided with Spencer in North Carolina, he's raided with me over here. That's super cool. Now they're rolling back a lot of these features, and like. It doesn't make sense because COVID isn't over. Yeah. We're and also people on the just opposite. Love the it's rising again. And yeah, it was quality of life stuff, really. People like them. It wasn't like a... It. It's just there was no reason to take them away. Like, yeah. it's... None of it makes sense. I'm not going to be spending more money now because... Like, like think. Think for a second. People are going to drop off now. Oh, yeah, hella. Yeah, a lot of the big players are talking about, like, listen, if we don't hear anything in a week, I'm just done. Like, Damn. Um, which makes sense because like one of the boosts was if you're remote rating, you get a boosted attack because mm-hmm. um, normally you have a lessened attack if you're a remote raider. And now if I wanted to do a raid with Spencer, I don't think we could do it if it certain we couldn't do certain raids because my attack's just going to be way less. Yeah. Which why? Yeah. I'm still going to spend my money to use a raid pass. Mm-hmm. And Spencer, like you're not going to be able to walk with Spencer. He lives in North Carolina. So yeah. So you so guys that's are just, just not going to play together now. It's not going to make, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and, like, I understand that the whole point of Pokemon Go is to go, go outside. And, like, I get that. That's cool. But just have both bonuses up. Because they switched. They got rid of those. And they were, like, 10 times XP for going to Pokestops you haven't visited before. Yeah. Cool. For some people in the world, that's easy to do right now. Yeah. For half of the people in the world, Probably that's, not, that's like, impossible. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, like, do both. Okay? Like, Nobody's going some people way. might be able to go outside. Sure. Let them get excited about going back outside. But don't take away benefits from those who can't. Yeah. It's just... That was a rant. Um, a lot of people just aren't going to play now. Yeah, it's sad because it's in. I thought the game was in a good state. Mm-hmm. So, and then, uh, yeah, Unite's fun. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. I want to play the last choice. Uh, he does have Hydro Pump. I'm excited to see how that works. Gengar is disgusting. Yeah, he's busted. He needs to get nerfed. He's gonna. He has yeah, to. He, and like, I just be getting murdered one on one. Even what, two to three on one, I'll be getting murdered by now, a Gengar. Now, that I can't even see. I've played like 20 games of Gengar in a row. I think now I would know how to defend myself against Gengar because mm-hmm. you just have to dodge one move. Yeah. So if you have your dash or a, a move that gets you out of the way, all you have to do is dash and Gengar's not going to do anything to you. Um, but if you don't, you're dead. Yeah. So he's pretty good. It's a rough one out here. Uh, Unite's fun. If you haven't played it, it's free. Yeah, it's free. Try might it. as well play it. Um, it's, it's a good game. Well made. Excited for it to come to mobile too so I can play it on my phone at work. Me as well. It's going to be a good time. Now let's talk about Chance's thoughts on Halo. Games I wish I was playing. Thoughts on Halo. Before I get into it, I want to caveat this by saying we were playing a two-month-old build and only against bots. When you think of a modern-day Halo game, this is the Halo you should expect. The movement, the sound design, the small snippet of the soundtrack, and all the guns all, and, and the guns all come together to make what could be the best Halo we've ever seen. I want to especially shout out the movement in this game. Halo has always been about slow, floaty jumps, and they somehow make you feel like that, but with just enough extra speed to make it feel like an evolution of the gameplay everyone knows. I've always been a fan of Sprint and Halo. I've wanted Sprint and Halo since I can remember, and they have they have had Sprint since Reach, but it hadn't seemed like a, it had always seemed like an afterthought. Something that didn't feel right in the world of Halo, but they completely changed that in this game. The Sprint Fire is minimal. Sprint to Fire is minimal. You can sprint for as long as you want, and Sprint to Jumping gives you that extra boost around the corner to win a fight. The Mantling and the Slide also gives the game an extra feeling of mod- a modern modernity that Halo has been sorely missing. I can't stress enough how much I love the movement in this game. It all feels crisp. The guns all feel great, especially how s- now since aiming down sights is on the left trigger instead of the right stick. 
One thing about uh, that is the guns aren't fluid when you aim down sights. For example, in Call of Duty, when you hold the down the left trigger, the solar fluid the soldier fluidly brings the sight up to their eye. But in this, it just automatically switches to looking down sights. Hmm. It's a little funky and takes getting used to, but it's not the end of the world. The ba- the BR feels amazing. The AR feels actually viable in a fight now. I've been playing a lot of Halo Three, and that thing was so ass. <laughs> and the gravity hammer doesn't feel great, but I think it's a, but I think it's a little bit buggy. I'm excited. I wish I'm, I was playing I've right now. I've been watching his clips he's been posting, and I've been like, man, this shit looks so So how did he get fun. in as being like a, a... Insider. Halo Insider. Okay. They sent him out to Insiders. That's really Special cool. delivery. <gasps> Thank you. How much was it, baby? Did you bring... Did you use my card? The blue card... You used my blue card? Worked. Should, Write that down, Internet Thief. You should not use the blue card, but that's okay. Well, because my checking is dangerously close to the amount that rent is going to be pulled out of. So using the blue card might have made it where the rent is no longer going to be pulled. So I'm going to check now. What you do, what you do is you, you uh, insta accept Venmo. This okay. No, it's good. It's good. It's 1517. Yeah, I know. I know. We're, I know we're still talking. It's a, it's a shorter show. We're near the back end. We're near the back end. It was 1517. So my card's not frozen? Sorry, I know this is talk. I know this is a weird talk. All right. I'm well, saying, I'm saying you my, gotta have yeah. the whole My card is frozen because like I would try to go to the ATM uh-huh. to get I, I had to get money from Adriana when we went to the casino because she could she got her blood uh-huh. money. Her blood money from giving <laughs> plasma. Giving plasma. And I took Adriana's blood money to the casino. Yeah, and it yeah, that's funny. But I couldn't pull money out of the seven eleven ATM. It was like, oh, contact your thing. Like I tried to use the same pin number, everything was right and it wouldn't work. And then I went to the ATM at, at the Casino wouldn't work there either, but apparently is, uh, it worked to swipe. Hmm. So, so maybe it's not frozen. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe give a call or two. Yeah, I'd, I, maybe just check that out. I don't know. I can't think of anything. Yeah, I don't know. Um, huh? No, it's fine. It's good. It's good to go. Anyway, yeah, so, I'm, I'm, but that's it. That's it. Jordan, Jordan wants Halo. to move because he's got Mass Effect to play. He does got Mass Effect to play. I do, have Mass Effect to play. do you have things to say about Mass Effect? Because say them now. It is the what you've been playing section. Play that shit. Okay. <laughs> solid, right. solid endorsement from um, Jordan Lance. I I can't wait to play Halo, honestly. Oh, my God. That game's going to be so good. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't uh, wait to play the, the story. Game, with the Multiplayer alone is going to be fun. Yeah. And game Pass free. Free. for free, bro. That's game Pass, free. Getting Halo the gang in playing story and getting the gang in playing some multiplayer gang is going to be so fucking fun. We got Spencer so now. Mm-hmm. Me, you, Isaiah. Chance, Spencer, Isaiah. Um, Lucas, maybe by then, on PC. Yeah, can you play on PC? Yeah, it'll be crossplay. What? Six, that's a six man. That's a six man, bro. That's fun. We've gotten successfully if we five could, man. If we could successfully United. convince Jordan to get on the all access and get an Xbox, then boy. do it. He got that manager money now. Yeah, bro. He he big stacks. He big stacks. Hurry, hurry their mail. Now it's time for reader mail though. What? Wait, wait, we're waiting. What you guys say? Make sure you turn your mic on. It's on. We're only 30 minutes deep. We got to fill this out a little bit. Let's talk about... Oh, oh, oh. Let's talk about Mass Effect for a second. Okay. Let's talk about what? We're going to talk about Mass Effect for a second. Okay, Mass Effect. Okay. This microphone was looking real tempting. <clears throat> my vanilla Hello, people. Yes. So, as oh. an avid Mass Effect player, even before the remaster came out, um, wow. I will say two things to you people who are listening. One, uh-huh. Uh-huh. it is exactly what a remaster should be. Okay. You get all of the things that you loved. And all of the bugs and issues and problems that you had before, I will give Bioware. They, they're fixed. They're gone. They, the game is insanely smooth, insanely Well, fluid. Bioware didn't do it. It was somebody else. Well, love Bioware. We stand. Um, the second thing I will say is there's okay. something about DLCs mm-hmm. 
being absorbed into the main game. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, they're just be- it's just better to yeah. so consume them that way. When I uh, when I originally played it, obviously I played the game, played the oh, main yeah, game, know. and then I played the DLCs that came out separately. Right, mm. because but, now you're playing the game with the DLCs yes. in tandem. Oh. You're not waiting until so, you've already beat the story and okay, then coming yeah. back. So the problem with the DLCs, it's my problem with DLC. They absorbed into the story chronologically. Yeah, except oh. you play them out of sync. So not like post game DLC. No, it's just it, actual. They were released game. as post game DLC but, that but, fit back into the story exactly, backwards. Yeah. And that's always been my problem with just DLC in general, which is why I would prefer to play. Like, that's why if I miss a game, I mm-hmm. like to wait until I get, like, a game of the year, a director's cut, or something like that, so yeah. I can play it all in tandem, because then I play all of the content. I just have a hard time going back to DLC. And yeah. I, I fully agree with that, and I think that Mass Effect did fantastic in the way that they took other DLCs that they released, because they released a lot of DLCs, and it's just a part oh, of the they game they released now. a lot of them. And oh, they, yeah. Every, except whole, whole except for some the, some of the equipment stuff that was DLC they didn't put in there, because I guess it just wasn't popular or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all these story type DLC they just absorbed into the main story and so it just makes the game feel so much smoother it gives you a lot more insight on certain yeah. things because um, you're I, getting it all, all as it, it comes it just feels as one conducive story mm-hmm. um, and I think that they did a really good job on the um, the focus sponsored by Coke on their sense so a big thing about Mass Effect, obviously, is your dialogue choices and your options right but mm-hmm. a big thing that they really changed is they went back and they redid their cinematics in the game to just feel more crisp. So it's like a very unique experience in the sense of like you feel like you're playing a game. But mm-hmm. you also feel like you're watching a movie. Yeah. And it's just yeah. very it's very like there's actual lip syncing to all yes, the lines. Now. It's very yeah. inviting. Like Isaiah came over Unlike last night Andromeda. and sat down and watched me play for like an hour and a half just because it just pulls you in no matter where in the story you are. You don't know what's happening, but you sit down and you're like, Oh, oh what's going on here? You know? Mm-hmm. And another big thing I will commend, this is not really spoilers, but in the original Mass Effect three they had the your war assets, which is like a big part of the game, had a lot of different levels. Like you had to go play a multiplayer to get some. You had to play in the mobile game to get some. You had to download an app to get some. So they just made it very hard. Mm-hmm. But now they've taken that out and just put all of that in the game. So they've really just honed in the game to be a lot more smooth. And I think yeah. you really have to commend that. So if you haven't played it and you're not like Tim and you can't get past the first game, Play Mass Effect. It's very good. You will enjoy it. I don't think anyone's ever played it and not liked it. You didn't play it. He stopped in Mass Effect 1. Well, because I didn't oh. like it. Yeah, but you don't like Mass Effect 1. You can get past the bugginess of Mass Effect 1 to play Mass Effect 2. It wasn't buggy. I just didn't enjoy it. Get Too slow. Get him out of here, bro. Too He's slow. speed. He likes to move fast. Right, there you go. There you go. Don't Glowing recommendation from Jordan. But now it's time John. for Reader Mail. You can write into to gmail.com or to the Reader Mail submissions tab of the Discord, just like Fielding did. And we might read it on the show. Just like we're about to with Fielding. Mm-hmm. Ola Ombres. What? What? Okay. Is that not what it says? Are you concerned now? Yeah. <laughs> it worked. Man, I hate you, bro. Ola Ombres. I just started playing Red Dead Redemption 2, and I can't get over how detailed this game is. My horse shivered in the snow, and I heard it's a harness. Uh, I heard it, and I heard its harness jingle. What are some of your favorite small details in games? I also love it when my char- when my character can sit in a chair. Hugs and kisses. Fielding. Hugs and kisses backfielding. Mm-hmm, My mm-hmm. favorite small detail in a game. <sighs> hmm. Red Dead Redemption 2 has a lot of them. Horse balls. You know. Horse balls? Yeah. Horse That's not a small detail. Oh, that's a large that's detail. A bit. Okay. I don't know why he I don't know why he chose to use horse balls as his example. I was Because that was like a whole thing in the marketing. I was it was, say, it was that's why I think that was like a big detail. You People can see that. them sweating was where I would have went can, with that. Um Heracross. Perspirating. When a female it's horn, it's shaped like a heart. 
instead of like a prong. Mm-hmm. Wait, doesn't Pikachu's tail do that too? Yeah, Pikachu's tail does Pikachu that. But that's like people know that. that one. I didn't know that. Um, you didn't, Breath of the Wild you, 2 you has it up. a lot. You, what do you mean you didn't know that? I didn't know it until recently. Oh, okay. Breath of the Wild 2 has a lot of attention to detail in it with, with like the grass and the wind and all that stuff. Let me think. Um... Uh, the, the Portal Two has a lot of weird ass details, like in the background when you like read things, like when you look at like the uh, the Ratman caves and stuff, and you're like, and you're going through the later chapters when you're underground. There's like some interesting stuff, like on the walls. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not quite sure. I can't think. I should have prepared before because I'm sure I could probably think of like a bajillion, like if I thought about it for a while. Because mm-hmm. you think of things like Pixar and stuff, and there's like crazy attention to detail in the background of Pixar movies. Well, and you kind of see that sometimes in game series as well. I if what I'm thinking about right now is, and this is just in general to the uh, soccer and his team for Smash, when they add a character from another franchise, there's just so many like good details that you wouldn't notice unless you like cared about the original game. Yeah. Um, like, so there's a bunch of stuff when he added Joker that are just small things. that mean, nothing to a like smash player who hasn't played uh persona five, but to people who have, there's a lot of really cool stuff when you play Joker that you'll notice. Um, and that goes for like any character um, really in smash. There's lots of cool details that are just like, Oh my gosh, that's a reference to this. Or like Pac-Man when he does his taunt and he shows off mm-hmm. something. And it's just yeah. a pixel art from a game that, like, yeah. uh, you know, it's just cool stuff like that. That's all over Smash. Yeah, that's, that's um, cool. So I like stuff like that. Me too. That's all I got for you. That's all you got? Yep. Yeah. That's all I got for this episode of the Synced Up Podcast. Odd, uh, odds that we're still not robotic talking. Well, pretty good. I didn't see any jitters. The robotic talking came about last time. Remember when we were watching and, like, it, we thought the screen had froze? And mm. we were like, oh, it froze. That's when it all started. So and we didn't get none of that today. So and I've been I've been paying a lot of attention. So there's that. But um, what was I gonna say? Oh, that's it for the this episode of the the podcast. If you support us on Patreon at the five dollar tier, you can get access to the post show that we're about to do. It's gonna be a. If not, we'll see you guys tomorrow, possibly for the movie pod, or next week again for this pod. Um, And uh, yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys later. Bye.